0: First Samuel chapter number thirty. I'm trying will try my best to be as conscious of the time this evening as I can. I know there's men in this place has got to get up early as I do. Don't want to keep you too long, but I want God to help us tonight. I want God to talk to us more than anything. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter number 30. Going to begin reading at verse number 1. It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burn it with fire. And had taken the women captives that were therein and slew not any, neither great nor small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you cried so hard that you didn't have any more power, more strength to cry any longer? And David's two wives were taken captive. Ahinoam and the Jezreelitis and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite, David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought hither the ephod to David. David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail, recover all. So David went, he and his 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued, he and 400 men, and 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook sore, Skip down to verse number 18. David pursues, follows God's direction, and God honored his word. The Bible said, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. and David recovered all. I want you to take a look at verse number six. Verse number four first. They lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. David was greatly distressed. That's the opening words of the opening statement of verse number six. But the final words of verse number six. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Greatly distressed and encouragement doesn't belong in the same category, the same sentence. Somewhere in the middle of verse number six, David came to a breaking point one way or the other. I'm either gonna break down or I'm gonna break through. I wanna preach to somebody tonight you either need to break down. You're either gonna break down or you can break through. You can break down or you can break through. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands towards heaven. Ask the Holy Ghost to help us here this evening. Father, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity. We're nothing without you, Lord. We're just mere man behind this wooden podium tonight. But if you take a coal off of your altar and place it upon these lips of clay Help me to preach the word that you laid upon my heart today and this afternoon. I pray, Lord, that you will move in a mighty way. Help somebody. Give somebody the strength to stand up one more time and break through instead of breaking down in every area of their life. We love you for it. Your wonderful, precious name. Move in these altars most of all. Let a work take place in these altars, God. In your wonderful, precious name we pray. Everyone said amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Break down or break through. When we take a look at our passage of scripture, this story that we read here, very common story, David and his mighty men, they have went out and conquered many battles. This is the first. They just went about their daily routine of of battle and fighting. And the story that's displayed here, really, when we break it down and look at the ingredients of everything that happens here, has nothing to do with David's possessions, with his mighty men, the wives and the children that were taken captive had nothing to do with zigzag. That was all a stage that was set up. This has to do the story everything points to and hinges on the relationship between David and the God he serves. This is not to bring glory to David as a warrior but to emphasize the power of relationship With God Almighty. That's really the thrust of this story put in our Bible for us to read here. You see, David was a mighty man of valor, the Bible says. The New Testament says that when David died, he served his generation well. David was written about. They sung songs about David. We still preach about him. I hear more sermons preached on David than I do any other character in this Bible. David was a mighty man of valor. But what made David great? Was it because he slew Goliath as a young man? Was it because he conquered and and slew a lion and a bear with his bare hands and recovered the sheep that they had stolen? No. Everything hinged on his relationship and the, the connection he had with God Almighty. You see, relationship is the key, the hinge that connects you with God. A hinge on the door is what connects the door to the frame. Without the hinge, it's just a door. Prop it up in a corner. It does no good. The, The frame is empty without the door. It has to have something to tie them together. Your relationship with God is what hinges you to the very power of God in your life. You see, the difference between David and Saul, Saul, sought revelation and David sought relationship. Saul wanted to know about the power of God and the the leading of God. He wanted the favor of God. He wanted to showboat what God was doing through him and with him. But David, all he cared about was that relationship with God Almighty. David wasn't, wasn't worried about
1: the revelation
0: of God. David was more worried about the, 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 the relationship with God because David understood that when I find a relationship with God, I'm gonna find the revelation of God. Glory to God. Amen. When I find a relationship and I have that relationship with the Lord, God's gonna revelate everything I need to know about him. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, you're seeking for a revelation or are you seeking for a relationship with God? Hallelujah. David sought relationship, not revelation. But it brought, brought us to this point in David's life right here. Everything hinged on David's response to what was taking place right here at this moment. David is known as, as, as the great psalmist. To understand David and his heartbeat, you can't read 1 and 2 Samuel. You can understand the acts of David, the history of David, his accomplishments. His, his, his walk into the kingdom of, of God, into, into, into being the king and ruler over Israel. But if you really want to understand David and his heart, you're going to have to go to the book of Psalms and start digging through the pages of the book of Psalms. Then you'll know and understand that heartbeat of David. You'll understand what made David tick, what drove David. It was the heart that he had for God Almighty. Hallelujah. David had a heart for God like nobody else. And that heart for God set him up to be mighty through God. Hallelujah. David was mighty not because he had bulging muscles, or because he knew how to shoot and bow and arrow, or because he knew how to swing a sword. But David was mighty because he found himself in a relationship with God Almighty on the back hills of the wilderness, watching his father's sheep, singing and strumming songs to God Almighty. Have you ever noticed? You compare David and, and, and Saul. Saul was the first king. God, God honored the cries of the people. They were crying for a king like everybody else. That wasn't the way God had planned it. It wasn't the way God set it up. But they cried so long and so long, God said, fine, you want a king? I'll give you one. But when he, when he found Saul and told Samuel to go anoint him, the Bible says in two places in that chapter within four verses of each other that number one God turned him into another man what was wrong with the first one he turned him into another man and then it said that as he turned away from Saul the Bible said God gave him a new heart why wasn't the good one, first one good enough There was something about Saul that David had to God had to transform himself to prepare him to be the king of of the nation of Israel that he was supposed to lead. But when God went to uh, uh, establish the next king. God said, I'm gonna step over top of that mindset. I'm going to find me a young man that already has a heart after me. I don't wanna have to change him. I don't wanna have to give him a new heart. I don't wanna have to turn him into another man. I wanna find that man that's already got a heart that's beating after me. Glory to God. David, just a young shepherd boy, found himself the back hills of the of the wilderness, watching over his father's sheep. Sent out there, thinking it was just the job he was supposed to have. But they sent him out there to keep him out of sight. Brothers, get back after those sheep. That's your place. That's your responsibility. But God had him out there for other reasons. Because God understood the heart of David was pounding and beating after the heart of God. Because David later wrote in some of his psalms, he said, as the heart panteth after the water bricks, so panteth I my soul after thee, O oh God. Glory to God. So to understand what caused David to react the way he did in a passage of scripture like this you've got to understand that heartbeat of for God that David had David had a heart that was hungry for God that was passionate for God that was thriving for God that pressed for God that said I'll not stop at anything until I find him in a real way Glory to God. A heart that said, I'm not satisfied with what I had last night. I want more of him today. I want more. I want more. I want as much of God as I can get." You see, people never understand your worship, why you serve God, because they don't understand your relationship you have with him. Glory to God. See, if they understood your relationship with him, then they'd understand why you're so faithful to him. Glory to God. They don't understand our worship, why we're so vocal, why we sing so loud, why we preach so loud, and why we linger at an altar, why our kids lay for hours slain out in the spirit seeking God. What would cause a young... 11, 12-year-old boy or girl to lay in an altar at a youth camp for hours on end only to get up filled with the baptism of the whole what would cause that? The world don't understand it but the world don't understand my relationship with the God of heaven that I serve. Glory to God. David was more interested in relationship with God than he was revelation with God. And because of that, when David came to a breaking point, as he did right here in this passage of scripture, it made all the difference in the world. His mighty men were there. Abishai was there. All those mighty men that you read about in first second Kings. The man that that, that that jumped down in the pit on a snowy day, barehanded, and killed a light, he was there. The other, the, the other mighty man that, that took the battle over when, when he saw that David was getting faint, fighting one of Goliath's brothers, stepped in, took over the battle, and fought Goli- Goliath's brother. He was there. He was there with them. But there was something about David's relationship with God Almighty that divided even him from the mighty men he traveled with. Did they know God? Yes, sir. Had they experienced God? Yes, sir. Had they seen God move? Yes. Had they been an eyewitness? Yes. But evidently, they hadn't had that personal one-on-one experience with God Almighty that drove them to want more of him. That drove them to trust him with everything they had. David came to this point when all of a sudden they came back. Ziglag was burned down. All their wives and children were gone. Their homes were burned. Cattle was gone. Sheep was gone. The goats were gone. The dogs, the cats, everything was gone. The Bible said that they all wept, including David. So hard, so vigorously that they had no more power to weep. No more power to pray. How many's ever been? There? How many's ever laid in bed and you couldn't get another word out? All you could just say was, Jesus, Jesus. I didn't even have the strength to speak the words that my heart was crying out to him. And, and, and I didn't have the strength to say it, but all I could utter was just the smallest weak. Jesus, have you ever been so weak in spirit you couldn't pray, you couldn't fast, you couldn't seek God, you wanted to pursue him but you didn't have the strength to pursue him. David came to that point in his life. Everyone around him was breaking down to the point That even his mighty men were joining in the crowd. Let's stone him. Kill him. Look what he's brought us to. Look what he's cost us. Everything's gone. Let's just stone him and be done with it. A breakdown, a meltdown. It's exactly where hell wants to take you. Hell wants to take you to that breaking point. To where you break. And when you break down. You break down in every area possible. You don't just break down emotionally. You break down mentally. You break down in every area of your mind. And your heart. And your emotions. That's right where the devil wants you to be. The dangers of breaking down. It's okay brother Jerry to weep and cry myself to sleep. It's okay from time to time to have to lay across the couch and call out on God with no strength and weep and cry and tears run everywhere. It's okay. Don't break down to the point that everything you hold precious falls away from you. David couldn't break down. David come to a conclusion. He realized if I break down, then everything around me is for nothing. Everything I fought for up to this point, every battle I won the past few months will be in vain if I break down now. If I let the devil win today, then yesterday's victory is in vain. What am I telling God if I give up now? After all he's brought me through, after all that God's done for me, if I break down now, what is it accomplishing my life? David came to a point where he realized I've got a choice to make tonight. I'm either going to break down or I'm going to break through. Hallelujah. Because if I break down, my mighty men will break down. If I break down, the whole army will break down. I don't care if they are threatening to stone me. I can't afford a breakdown. I come to encourage somebody here to hold on a little longer. You can't afford a breakdown. I said, hold on, you can't afford a breakdown. Because somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you. First and most importantly, your children are watching you. They're watching. Is he going to break down today or is he going to break through? I know mama has been under a lot of pressure. She cries every day. Dad's at work, but mama just walks around the house crying. The kids are wondering, is she going to break down or is she going to break through? They're watching you every move. Daddy, they see you when you come home from work. They know if you're breaking down in your heart and in your spirit. And they're wondering, is dad going to break today or is he going to break through? Because if I break down tomorrow, then I'm telling my son it's okay for him to break down the next day or the next year. If I break down in this area of my life, when my son is here 15 years later, he's gonna look back and say, did dad break down or did he break through? You're leaving an example and a paved road for somebody. It's not time to break down, it's time to break through. I've lost so much, but you still have so much left. Come on, somebody. Quit quit crying over what you've lost and start taking time for what you still have. Break through. Break through. What am I going to do? Am I going to break down? Or am I going to find the courage and the strength to break through? Huh? Something had to break in David's life. Breakdown, dictionary just simply says it like this to cause, to fail, or collapse by breaking or shattering, to make ineffective. Let it sink in tonight. Next time you feel like I'm just going to let it all fall apart. You don't need to become ineffective. You need to stay effective in your life. Your children need to see you effective in their life. Mama those babies need you to be effective in their life. Daddy, those boys need you to be effective in their life. Are you affecting them in these altars? Am I affecting them through the word of God? Am I affecting their life through devotion? Am I affecting their life through commitment, through dedication? Or am I failing them in my breakdown? Well, dad broke down, so I guess it's okay if I break down. Huh? Mama broke down last week, so I guess I can break down today. We can't afford a breakdown. Huh? Now let's step outside our little tight circle. Everyone you've witnessed to the last six months, they watching you. Hey, they watching you. Am I going to break down for the souls of men I've been trying to reach? Am I going to break down for those that I've been witnessing to, those that I've been crying out to, those that I've been trying to pull into the kingdom, those I've been trying to pull into the house of God? If I break down, they're going to know I broke down. But they're watching. They know the mess I've been through. They know the problems I've been facing. They know my heartache. He seen me crying on the job the other day. He saw me weeping and crying at lunch break. They're watching me. Can I break down or am I going to show them what faith in God is? I got to show them what it's like to break through and serve God anyhow. To succumb to mental or emotional stress. To lose one's resolve. My God, help us. To undergo decomposition, To disintegrate. A breaking into small parts. Breakdown. I've been in conversations before. So much... He and brother, see, we need to pray for so-and-so. They had a breakdown today. I don't know if they're ever going to get up. It's hard to watch somebody break down. I've been there. I've broke down. I've broke myself down. And it wasn't easy. But you got to pick up what pieces you can and start putting them back together by the help and grace of God and find a breaking point that's going to break you through instead of another breakdown. I can't afford another breakdown. You can't afford another breakdown. Find your faith. Stand up on your own two feet and say by the help of God, I'm going to break through. Hell no when you break down. Uh Hell knows when it's got you at that breaking point. Hell knows when you give in. Hell rejoices when they see you break down. Mama, hell throws a party when it sees you break down. Because hell knows it's an inroad to your children. Hell knows daddy, it's an inroad to those boys of yours. When you Brother Jared, I've got to believe if hell knows when I break down, then God's going to make sure hell knows when I break through. Come on, somebody. Hell, you might not be rejoicing, but you're going to watch the breakthrough in this man's life. You had her down long enough, you're going to watch the breakthrough. Glory to God. Glory to God. David encouraged himself in the Lord. I've been there for the year When I took the oil myself and I anointed my own head and I rebuked my own flesh and I prayed over my own body. I prayed over my own mind. I had to encourage myself. Brother Davis, in the Lord. Pastor wasn't there to encourage me. The deacon weren't there to me. But it didn't mean I was giving room for a breakdown. I got the oil myself and I said, Lord, I need a breakthrough. I refuse to break down. I'm gonna break through. There comes a time you gotta make up in your mind. If there's nobody else gonna help me, I'm going to break through on my own. Glory to God. I heard one preacher, he said it like this. He said, I'll bake my own cake. I'll light my own candles. I'll put the birthday hat on and I'll sing happy birthday to myself. But I refuse to break down and stay where I'm at. I'm going to get up and encourage myself in the Lord. You wanna know why hell gets nervous when he sees you getting up and breaking through? Because hell knows, Uh uh-oh, the fighter is waking up. The warrior is waking up. We should have broke David when we had the chance because we know his track record as a warrior. If you let that man i never get up. He'll destroy more demons and more devils in hell than he ever did in his past. What are we doing letting him up? What are we doing letting that poor way prayer warrior get up? Don't let her get up. Don't let her encourage herself. But God said, I'll give you the strength to press on through. Am I going to break down? Am I going to break through? Glory to God. Hell was trembling. Satan got nervous when they seen David break through. All it took to change the heart of the people that one minute ago was ready to start throwing stones and killing. But a few minutes later, they said, where's my sword? David, when are we gonna attack? See the powerful influence you have? Just by when they saw him get up on one knee and finally up on both feet and said, boys, round the army, we're going in for battle. Glory to God minutes ago they were ready to throw stones but the power of influence that David had they were ready to battle once more parents you have no idea the power of influence you have on your children you have no idea the power of influence you have on those around you you didn't do anything great you just simply got up Go. It wasn't that you slew the next giant. You just got up and encouraged yourself. Glory to God. Because they said if David can get up, then I guess we can too. Glory to God. That's why you can't afford a breakdown. That's why you can't afford to give up and lay it all out, but instead get up and break through in your life. You're setting the stage for somebody else to break through. Come the pen, if you would, Brother Davis, come help me. I'm closing right here. But you wanna know why hell was fighting David so much. Not just because they knew what he could do in battle, not just because they knew of the mighty warrior he was, not just because they knew the kind of influence he had on those around him, but hell knew if he ever breaks through, ain't nothing gonna stop him from coming after everything we took out of his kingdom. Come on, somebody. Ain't nothing gonna stop that mom praying prayer where your mama if she ever breaks through that son we think we have now we ain't gonna have him for longer because when that woman hits her knees she's gonna break through the kingdom of heaven and all power of hell can't hold that boy's soul when mama hits her come on somebody help me while I preach I ain't just worried that David's gonna get up he's gonna want all this stuff back He's going to want his power back. He's going to want everything back we took from him. If David breaks through, that was his battle cry, the war's on. Uh, That's why hell didn't want him to get up. That's why hell didn't want him to break through. He'll come after his stuff. He'll come after everything we took from him. And if God wills it, we're going to have to give it back to him. Come on, somebody. We're going to have to give every child back. We're going to have to give every sheep back. We're going to have to give every goat back. We're going to have to give his rabbits back. Even the smallest little rodent that he had in his household. It was just a family pet, but he says, I want it all back. And we ain't going to be able to stop him. Hell is more afraid of your breakthrough than he is your shout on Sunday night. He's more afraid of your breakthrough than he is the song you sung last month. Preacher, he's more afraid of your breakthrough than you are the best message you ever preached. He don't want you to break through. I come to tell somebody If you could see with spiritual eyes the great cloud of witnesses all around you that are saying, come on, boy, get up. (laughs) Go ahead. Push a little longer. There's a breakthrough coming. Push one more time. Pray one more altar service through. Go to service one more time. Get in that prayer closet one more time. There's a breakthrough coming. There's a breakthrough coming. Don't stop. Break through. Break through. It's worth it. I come to tell somebody it's worth it. It's worth it to break through. What heaven has for you is worth it. To break through. Everyone stand on your feet all across this building.